Are you ready to live the life you were meant to live? Is it time to step up and strive to reach your fullest potential? Will you dare to take the bold steps to drive your business and your life to the next level? Then you're ready to live in abundance, passion, and joy. You are ready to be a maverick. Join Paul Fink, the Maverick Millionaire, and the Mavericks Do It Different podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Paul Fink, and this is the Mavericks Do It Different podcast, where we think different, be different, do different, to create different results in everything that we do in our life for ourselves, our family, our community, our whole society. So continue to share, to listen, to engage in these conversations and be a part of it all because this is where it happens. We're going to be talking about coaching today, what it is, what it all is all about and what we can, uh, why we would ever engage in this thing called coaching, either maybe as a coach, but even more importantly, why would we ever hire ourselves a coach? And what does that look like? And I've got some great peeps with me who are going to engage with us as well. And I'm going to bring them all up front and forward here. And these are some of our great uh, coaches that I've worked with over the years that I'm honored to know and have them part of our lives. And what I'd like to do is have each of you uh, say a couple words of introduction as to name, who you are, and um, and where uh, where in the country you are and what your specialty is, if that would be okay. Um, I know each of you have some form of, of specialty and background, so say a little bit of that. So why don't we get started? And uh, um, Doug, why don't you lead us off? Uh, you're in the top of the screen there for me. All so right. Sweetenly. So my name is Doug McGurk, and uh, thank you, Paul, for having us on. Uh, as a, uh, I'm in South Florida, uh, actually neighbors with uh, Chris down at the bottom here, just a few few towns away. And the, I guess my specialty would be primarily in breakthroughs, uh, communication, NLP. Uh, as a master practitioner and trainer of NLP and Neo-Rexonian hypnosis, I incorporate that in the work. And uh, I don't necessarily refer to myself as a coach, as maybe a uh, breakthrough catalyst, a lifestylist, or a neurostratologist, uh, just to have a nice play on words. And um, I'll uh, let the, the rest of the gang chime in as you uh, ruminate on those those descriptions. Uh, so much to unpack there. We're going to come back to that. <laughs> Chris Salem, go right ahead. Yeah, thanks a lot, Paul. And great to be here amongst all you guys here. My name is Chris Salem. And yes, I don't call myself just a coach. I call myself a business acceleration strategist. And for me, it's all about getting to that foundation level. Without a foundation, you can't build anything above that. Like a house can't sit on a faulty foundation. So all I'm all about getting to the root cause of challenges to generate, then overcome those challenges, then create solutions that lead to the results that we seek. So I'm very process-oriented, both as an executive coach one-on-one or group, or work, working with organizations anywhere from a small business doing about a million up to about 150 million is my sweet spot in helping them to uh, not only accelerate internally in the business through leadership, 
communication principles, uh, teamwork development, but also creating valuable customer experiences and then implementing custom revenue and profit strategies that when compounded in sequential order will dramatically increase their revenue and profit margin to give them more options. Very good. And Chris, oh, and, and by the way, Chris Salem, since Doug and Chris are, are in the same town or close to it down in Florida. Yeah, me and you are right here. <laughs> up here in Connecticut. So we're actually are in the same town. So Chris Abadis. Hey, uh, your favorite coach, Chris, Palm Beach, Florida, right near Doug. Um, I specialize in the three L's, language, how you communicate with people, leadership, how you occur to other people, and leverage, uh, how you get things done through systems, tools, and, and people. So my background is real estate. I used to run real estate companies and just became passionate about helping small businesses grow and leverage. And uh, now I've dedicated my life to it. So that's primarily who I work with, small business owners. Uh, solo entrepreneurs, people that hit a ceiling and say, what the heck do I do now? Um, uh, when they want one of three things, more time, more money, more magic. And I help them connect the dot between those things. Answer me this for from all of you. Why did you get become a coach? And for me, I know it's was all about kind of full circle. I started off as a clinical psychologist is what I studied in college. And for me, I've kind of come full circle in that that whole idea of of counseling in coaching is kind of some of my focus and some of my um, abilities thereof is to be there for my clients, whatever they need in guiding them through. And it's my heartfelt. It's my passion. It's uh, really where uh, my desires are. Why, what moved you into coaching? What got you in this space? And uh, start with uh, Chris Abazas. So uh, I was I was in sales, then I crossed over into leadership. Um, and uh, I really got passionate about leading people and helping other people develop. I realized I can make a difference by multiplication instead of addition. Uh, and then um, I was out there, I was getting asked to speak places. And people were like, hey, I love what you talked about. Uh, how do I get more of that? And I was like, well, I, uh, just give me your card. I'll let you know when I speak again. And then my coach was like, you got to start. Listen, people, you got to give people an opportunity to plug into what you're doing. Uh, and you have to get into coaching. And I, avoid, I avoided it. But then I realized, I mean, my my big why, my purpose in life is to have, his, have an impact on as many people as possible. Make your life a little better whether that's just cracking a joke with you on an elevator or through one of my coaching programs. So I have all that stuff and everything in between. And here I am. And um, I realize by helping other businesses be great and thrive, I can help those people have great lives. And then it, it trickles down to their, their customers, their clients. And um, I think it's, uh, I think it's uh, hitting, it's hitting the fast forward button to change the world really. So that's, that's why I do it. I mean, that's how, that's how I got into it. That was a weird evolution. Yeah, it seems like we've we've all kind of been through that and a similar thing. I was really had some great success in real estate and real estate investing and people just started tapping on my shoulder. How did you do that was really mm -hmm. the how I ended up in coaching versus my desire to be the coach. 
And uh, yeah, people tapping in from. I think it chooses us. We don't. I mean, it's it kind of it kind of chooses us. Coaching. <laughs> uh, Doug. Uh, thanks. It, well, it's a calling, isn't it? Right. It's it's something that uh, it's amazing. Like this is what my hallucination is, is all of us have been coaching for free prior to making it a profession. We would always be just adding value, seeing someone who's having a challenge and offering some advice, solutions, uh, an ear. I can from my wild and and. Uh, winding path. I started out as a musician. So I started out in entertainment and I love the fact that I was helping people have a uh, distraction to change their state for a period of time, whether it be the records we made or being on the road on tour. And, um, but I always loved helping people make great records. And then as I, I did that transition, now it's, I help people make beautiful music of their lives or of their business. It's very similar. So rather than just entertaining people, now it's educating and entertaining so that it's making it a full on experience and helping people re recreate their lives and, and create that swan song so that, yeah, we, my goal is to leave the world a better place when I leave um, and to have as big of an impact as possible. And um, the psycho remuneration is is phenomenal when you see the 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 business change and then that changes their family life, which changes the community, which, you know, is another exemplar of possibility. So it's, you know, it's, it's a calling it's purpose driven. Say the least. Chris Sell. Yeah. Great question. I, I would say what, for me, it was, it was kind of a combination of it, it sort of evolved into it and also was a conscious choice because at the time I had spent most of my career in sales uh, since 1990, you know, had ran sales groups, had my own company where we represented other media companies and helping to bring in, build up uh, accounts for them. And so we would be on certain projects for like a year, sometimes up to three years at a time. And I was able to take a lot of that experience and really getting to understand how people operate, how they process things, how they make decisions, how they communicate. And because of, I, I immersed myself into that study, when my son was four, about four going on five years old, I made a conscious choice that I said, if I continue in what I'm doing, I'm not going to be around to be here for my son for all of his activities with the travel that I had at the time. So I made that right. choice to go into coaching, to take all that experience that I've worked with in business, also understanding people. And also going through my own transformation over 25 years ago in terms of how I rewired my thinking to think from a growth mindset, not from a fixed mindset. So I coupled all that in about 12, 13 years ago now that it's been full time. And to Doug's point, I've been mentoring for many years. So I was just able now to take the, all of that and package it up to provide value. And I've been speaking professionally for, for 23 years. So from that, I was able to now not only help people from the stage, but now I could help people one-on-one, -on -one, one, you know, one in, in groups as well, even organizations where now we can do a deeper dive to get to the root cause of the challenge and then find the solution to build sustainability in their business moving forward. Yes. Scalability, sustainability in business, definitely on a personal level on how to create your magic in your life. It's uh these are all the components. It, if you had to narrow it down, why why is it that 
that people should hire a coach? Like, what is some of the core components? And anybody, uh, let, let's open this discussion up to uh, uh, all of the above. What, what do you think? Why, why are we? Why should people hire us? Paul, could I go first? Because I'm only going to have about maybe three, four minutes. Yes, we're going to jump on. Chris has a hard stop, so he's going to be uh, <laughs> tapping out, and we're going to continue this conversation after him. Go right ahead, Chris. So, I mean, you look at, you know, just about anything. We, you know, we we all have areas that we're very good at. We all have our strengths. We all have our weaknesses. And when it comes to business or anything striving to accomplish anything, it's going to require a combination of the things we're good at and the things that we're not good at. That's why we have resources and systems, things like AI and so on. Because without systems, we will find that we're working in our business, not on our business. And that if we're going to succeed as business owners to take, take it to the next level, we have to learn how to work on our business, not just in it, and how to leverage those strengths and offset those weaknesses. Even though we can see things for ourselves and the things that we do well and be able to point that out on other people, regardless if you're a coach or not, even if you are a coach, you know, we we have our blind spots. And a lot of times the things, the very things that I help other people do, I require to have someone do for me because we have those blind spots. So coaching is just one of those things that, you know, if you approach it from a mentorship point of view, that's the point how I like to approach it. You're not doing for them. You're guiding them and you're helping them, you know, to be accountable for their actions in terms of where they are and where they're going. So I, for me, coaching is vital for success in just about anything that you do. I don't care if it's your personal relationship with yourself, others in your business or whatever impact that you're looking to create in a nonprofit or in your community. It's just one of those things that's going to help you to keep yourself honest and accountable and, you know, always having someone, you know, look at, you know, look, be behind your, you know, your blind spots to point that out and to help you to move forward. No question. Anybody else? Well, love what uh, Robin said there. Yeah, you can't see what you can't see. You know, the truth is, is that every successful person had coaching to some degree. I mean, if you just even if you look at like parenting. What are, what are parents? Ultimately, we're, we're coaches. We're doing our best to help. I mean, well, at a certain point, we're telling we, people we what need to a do. Coach. We need a coach for the coaches. Yeah, we, absolutely. We, we yeah. Some coaches for the parents. That well, would be we, hold on, hold on a minute. Chris, Salem, thank you so much for being here. Appreciate you. I know you got to go. Appreciate you being here. Thank you so much. See you, Chris. See you guys. And yeah, so we so the parents need a coach. So well, no, saying? no, just uh, just using the example of how the most successful people all have coaches, meaning kids have parents to coach them. Like we're always like the there's always that look to someone to help guide the way. If, if we want to be successful in some area, we want to find someone who has gotten the results that we're looking to achieve and then ideally get them to help us see the path so that we can duplicate those results. Um, you know, there's so many ways to do it. Uh, but when you have a, uh, an official relationship where you're saying to someone, I'm willing to exchange this experience, whether it's money or what have you for your words for your guidance, we're going to actually apply it as opposed to just Googling it or just YouTubing it. It's it. 
the having that other person, that other perspective and that level of accountability transforms your ability to take those actions versus, you know, exclusively self-discipline where you just go, okay, I'm going to go on YouTube because the answers are out there. That doesn't necessarily mean we're going to apply it because, you know, the old saying, the devil's is in the, or devil, the devil's in the details, right? So just because we see something on YouTube doesn't necessarily mean we're going to get the, the nuances and the little bits that are possible. So while it's extraordinary right now, you're listening to this podcast, also look into the next step on how you could build a relationship with someone who's going to really help guide you along the way and, and hold you accountable and be a uh, uh, sort of meta perspective where they could see it from other areas to help you see what you can't see to Robin's point. Right. Yeah, Chris. You know, it's like, like Doug said, you can learn a lot of stuff. And I say that a lot of training, there's no shortage of information out there, like how to do stuff. I think what the magic in coaching is that in that moment that what and when do we have to do, right? What do we have to do? When do we have to do it by, right? Taking the macro and breaking it down into the micro because everyone knows what they wanted. Everyone's got New Year's resolutions. Everyone's got yearly business goals. They know what their five-year plan is. But I think the magic in coaching is in that dynamic relationship between the coach and the coachee. Say, well, what's going on? Uh, shining a light on maybe the blind spots. You know, it's like a beach ball. We're standing on a beach ball. We're each standing on a different like color of the beach ball. And it's like, I'm on the blue section. You're in the white section. Doug's on the red section. Hey, what's it look like over there? And uh, so it's showing you your blind spots. And then it's collectively coming up with actions, steps to take. And I think it's in the action taking that there, there's the magic of coaching, which cannot be done by an AI robot, cannot be done from a YouTube training. It can't be done from sitting in a class, not even... I mean, we go to we go to all these big conventions and these big coaching events, and it's always what are you going to do afterwards? What and how's that look? And by the way, it's an, it's a living, breathing thing. It changes on a regular basis, and that's why that ongoing relationship is so important. You know, it's just what are you getting done? And th that accountability component: what are you going to do? Did you do it? What went right? What went wrong? What were your challenges? Let's reevaluate, create a new target, and create some new actions, and love it while you're doing it. The biggest, the biggest. The biggest challenge that I see is that people believe that coaching is advice mm -hmm. and advice from a friend happens once you just happen to be in front of them and you ask them, they give you advice and then you may or may not go and follow through. And that's the way people see coaching sometimes. And they're like, no, 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 I, I have my friend. I, I have my friend. He'll give me advice. I'll, I'll just go to him. The challenge is, is that like you, you were saying, Chris, it, it's a, it's a living, breathing exchange and no matter where you're headed, there's a thousand adjustments in the journey and having someone by your side through all those adjustments is what, I don't care how close a friend you have after the third or fourth or fifth adjustment, they're going to go, um, uh, enough. I, I, I got to step out for a moment. All right. And and that is where the devastation happens with most people's lives is that all of a sudden the, the support team that they might have leaned into for the last couple of weeks or couple of months all of a sudden isn't there for a critical moment. And that's the role of ongoing coaching all too often is to is to truly be there for the distance.
Um, at least that's for me. And that's the way I designed everything that I do is to, to be there truly for, for my clients ongoing, not just in a moment, if you will. Agreed. And the, the other benefit to, I guess the shift is looking at it almost like a partnership where, you know, from a coach's perspective or mentor's perspective, the, the person you're working with success is our success that we're almost a, a success fiduciary, like the, 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 opportunity to celebrate and to be part of that journey. And for, for people who are looking to get into coaching, that's, that's vital because what we want to do is, is be so vested in our clients that we are like desperately wanting them to succeed and we're willing to do whatever it takes to help them see what those opportunities are, what the next act, action item is, what the, uh, what that vision is, help them get that clarity, help them make those distinctions and almost living vicariously through them while we are having our own journey. Of course, it's just, we want to align with someone who genuinely is celebrating and wants your success. Um, because then they're, the coach is going to literally do whatever they need to do to help you make that happen. Yeah, unfortunately, that's not always the case, is it? And it truly is, you know, this is a purposeful intent. Uh, we're drawn to this. This is uh, in our in our blood, if you will, to be a coach and to be a good one, at least, is someone who is there for their clients and their whole focus is to help their clients succeed. Yeah, it's funny, like in this industry, we, we're, you know, we're all in this space and we know how many people are in there. We're not, I'm not besmirching anybody. Yeah, well, a little bit. Yeah. No, no in, in, well, like, let's, let's put it this way. It's like real estate agents, right? How many real estate agents are there, right? right. There, so there's so many people who got into coaching with great hearts, just like real estate people. You know, they're like agents, they, they have great hearts, they have great intent, and there's a an element of there's such a saturated market because I think people go into it going, Oh, you're going to pay me for to talk to you. This is great. I'll go be a coach. It's like, well, that's not quite uh, it's a little more to that. Right. And so that's sometimes where people can be great marketers, but not necessarily the best executors of the, the actual coaching. It takes a certain type because you, yeah. you've got to be, you've got to be focused on your clients. You've got to be, ready to dedicate to them. If you're counting the hours, if you're counting the minutes up, oh, time's up, got to go. Uh, you're usually not a really good coach because yep. you're, you're more focused on you than you are on them. How uh, everyone thinks they are a coach. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Robert, you know that pandemic, uh, that, I think that shut in that pandemic bred a lot of coaches because now People weren't able to actively do whatever they were doing, and now they were home, and there there was an explosion in the coaching industry. I mean, it's uh, I, I mean, we we were coaches before that. We saw it happen. I, I would I would actually say that they actually all of a sudden realized that they wanted to work from home and refused to work anywhere else, and so then all of a sudden they're like, well, what could I do and not leave, not actually work anymore. And so then they decided coaching. That was it. But uh, the true coaches, uh, one of the things that I know, and you guys have been around for a long time as well. I've been doing this for 16 years. Uh, through ups, downs, and sideways of the economic cycles that we go through and 
the way the the world works and i'll be here long after this cycle shifts again so uh i would say look for that with your coaches look for the ones that have actually gone through some test of time and some success if you wanted to advise people what is the best how do you find and how do you discern with all the people that are saying they're coaches these days? This is a great lesson. So listen up, everyone. How do you discern? How do you decide who's a great coach? If you if someone was looking for a coach, how would they decide? Like who out of all the ones that they hear about? That's such a, a nebulous question in, in many respects because there's so many components to it, right? So first one obviously is, you know, do you did the did the coach get the results that you're looking for, right? So are they what is, you know, Robin so there being an expert isn't the only qualification, but it is one of them in that are they an expert in whatever it is they are coaching? Um, but then on top of that, there is, you know, do you have enough like honor and respect for that coach that you're going to listen to what they share, right? Are you going to, are you coachable, right? And have you found your, the person you connect with who, who is going to, you know, you're going to listen to obviously. And also, you know, do they have some other experiences because, if, if they're not balanced, like one of the things, Paul, that, you know, we love about you is, is your balance, your, you know, your love of family of like, you're more well-rounded. If you go to a coach and while they're crushing it in one area of life, but the rest of their life is falling apart, you can, well, maybe the advice they're going to give me, I don't want the the rest of those results. Like just cause I, they helped me with this one part of my business or whatever, but now it's at a sacrifice of my family or my spiritual life or something. Then you go, Ugh, I'm not really sure that they're going to be having a, a well-rounded and grounded perspective. So we really want to look at the whole person and, and know that there's a lot of other filters and biases that are coming through besides what they're coaching on specifically. Or, or know that you're, that the advice that you're getting, and I often talk about this with, you know, getting any sort of advice or expert into your world, whether it's an attorney, whether it's an accountant, whether it's a mortgage broker, whatever the advisor and the support team that you're building, be clear that's their wheelhouse, nothing else. You know, the, the attorney is not an investment strategist. Don't turn to them for advice as to whether you should invest or not. They're there to, to protect you when you are. And for instance, and even real estate attorneys, it's like, no, they're there to protect you, not to tell you whether it's a good investment or not. Uh, right. Because that's well, right. not their wheelhouse. Right. And you want to be with then someone who is going to also know that and not go against and violate the other strategies or plans that you have because to that point, you know, the accountant, they're there to hear or the attorney, they're here to save you from something. And yet the investment strategist is going to go from a whole other perspective. So you don't want the the conflict. We're looking for alignment. Right. Or, or know how to manage those conflicts. But that's a whole nother discussion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's definitely uh, uh, the component of bring on the people that are the expertise with understanding that the more holistic they are in their understanding that works uh but sometimes they're specialists like my digital marketer is maybe a really good coach in digital marketing only you know personal life i don't really care they're 
that they've got their wheelhouse. Um, are, but are the, they coaching or are they executing for you? Like that's also a different. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I think of with coaching, it's, um, it's the person that's going to get you to take action that you wouldn't otherwise take a lot of the time. And sometimes it's somebody that is completely different than your industry, um, which I've experienced, you know, and it's, I think at different times we need different people. Sometimes we need that, uh, that expertise, that particular niche down thing. Uh, we need specific details and instructions to execute on. And sometimes just that person that makes you uncomfortable to report a zero. Um, I, it's, I remember my, uh, my, my daughter, when she was younger in her soccer team, crying. Their, their soccer team was last in the league. She was the best kid on the worst team. And she's crying, oh, Coach Harlan, this new coach is so hard on us. And I'm like, you guys went from last in the league to number two. Uh, what, what's the point of a coach? To help us become a better team and better players? Um, is that happening? Yes. Mission accomplished. I don't care if you don't want to go get an ice cream with the guy. So the thing is, is sometimes the best coaches for you are not people you want to get a beer with. And we have to understand what river are we stepping in at that particular time. So, I mean, I've got clients that they need to know everything. Uh, I'm starting a business. How do I get this launched? What do I do here? Boom, from beginning to end. And then I got people that just, they they log in, they, they put in their numbers. It's like, hey, you wanted to build your database by this many, talk to this many people. Did you do it? Yes or no? What happened? What went right? What went wrong? What's your goal this week? Sometimes you don't even talk, man. And at 30 minutes, they're just like, this is what I did. This is what I know what I need to do. And that's what they need. And um, that is the magic that happens between two people. And it's, uh, I think in sometimes in the process in discovering, maybe I should talk to a coach or a mentor. Sometimes in that process of talking to different people, you really discover what it is you need, but it's connecting with the person that points out that what you need that you didn't know you needed. Cause how often guys, does somebody think they need something and then they don't need it? Oh, I need a better marketing plan. No, you don't need a better marketing. What do you mean? <laughs> you don't need it. You're not there yet. Yeah. So for, for coaching and as a coach, when I'm engaging with people, one of the hardest, hardest transitions for a coach is to understand that, that most people come in with a certain understanding and they come in with an idea that I need X. And as a coach, our job is to move them to what will really serve them, not what they want. And oftentimes what they think they need is just a desire or want, or more precisely, it's what people have told them is the thing that they need. And yet someone who can really look at a 10,000 foot view can look at them as a whole person, look at their business as a whole, can really see things that they can't from a different perspective that creates, this is really what's going to move the needle for you, not what you think. And to be able to transition people through that process is um, so, so powerful. Um, here, here's another question to add to all this. Um, do we only have one coach at a time? If we have different coaches for different cycles of our life, could we be going through different things at the same time and needing different coaches a hundred percent. I mean, I, well, I mean, I, I remember one example, like Tiger Woods at one point having four or five coaches, having, you know, a swing coach and having a, you know, a stretch coach and having a putting coach and having a, right. So there's so many areas of our life that, we, if we're really smart, we're going to seek 
expert advice for all the different areas of our life so that because one coach isn't going to be a fix-all coach if they say they are. I mean, one could argue that, well, you, your mindset is everything and all that. And there's an element of truth to that. And there's still the deeper parts of it, whether it's in your business, you've got, you know, you don't have one person running the entire business. The CEO has a series of experts within their company. So they've got the CFO, they've got the CMO, they've got the CRO, they've got all of the different people who are then relying on other areas of expertise. So if we were to look at our lives like that, then actually you'd be doing yourself a, a rather extraordinary disservice by not having multiple coaches. Are you ready to take your life and your business to the next level? Come close, listen up. Because Maverick Success Live is the event you've been waiting for. Picture this. Three days of immersive training that will teach you everything you need to know to transform your life and your business. At Maverick Success Live, you'll learn how to unlock your fullest potential and achieve the success you've always dreamed of. So what are you waiting for? Register today for Maverick Success Live at maverick-success-live.com. Remember, this is only the beginning. Watch what happens next. Yeah, huge. And and it's even the, um, not just a, a disservice, people think that there's, in all those coaches working congruently together is what creates the magic. And that when you only have a piece of that, chances are you're going to go off kilter. And so all too often I see people look at this as a linear process. Well, first I'm going to do, I'm going to work with this coach. Then I'm going to work with this coach. Then I'm going to work with that coach. And the challenge is, is that when there's different ideas or different strategies that need to be in place simultaneously, people don't get that advice and don't end up doing that in their career. And they end up with very choppy um, growth, very choppy uh, uh, layout of their business because they're getting everything in piecemeal and then looking to apply it as such. And it's it's so fascinating to watch from that from that bigger per worldview perspective, if you will, or a whole holistic life view that makes a big difference. Yep. We, with all that we've been talking about, we've been talking about coaching and and in my eyes, we've been actually talking about multiple different types of coaching. Uh, and Doug, you mentioned at the beginning and Chris, I think you did too about, oh, I, I don't really call myself a coach uh, or I call myself something slightly different. What are the different names of coaches and why do you choose the name that you're that you're going under? Okay, Chris, start yeah. first. I, um, I, I consider myself a coach, but I guess it was, I didn't at first. It was um, like, I didn't consider myself a leader until people followed me. Um, so I kind of, like I said, it chose, it chose us. I feel like it chose me. Um, I mean, my company is Dream Key Consulting and I, to make the distinction between consulting and mentoring and coaching, they differ they differ a little bit um, in, in mechanics, right? They differ a little bit in mechanics, I think, in how we're connected to the results and, and, how we, uh, and how we work with the people. But I think we all kind of do all these things at different points. Um, and it could be with one client where you take on a more of a consulting role. And sometimes we'll get hired, you know, to go into a company and kind of 
do an organizational audit and see what's going on and deliver a couple things, develop people, then move on. And uh, sometimes you take over like on a coaching or mentoring and mentoring is just, hey, um, following my model, I've done this before, let's help. Um, but it's, I think it's all these different words. Uh, they all have this, they're all, they're all part of the big, the, the same pie really. And it's just different, uh, different mechanisms to achieve uh, the same results, which is kind of help people be better, enjoy life more, be more efficient, you know, fill in those blanks. I mean, that's, you've been that's watching? Yeah. you know, welcome to the podcast, Heidi. How are you? Okay. I'm going to turn on the, the mic. So Wait, hold on. Let me uh, go to the settings and see if I can no, get okay. can yep. her to hear. One, one more, one more coach to join the team here. And you're in the middle of and, the thing. It's fine. Oh, it's all right, Heidi. <laughs> good. Come join us because we are talking about coaching. And <laughs> coaching. she's out. She's no, out. So I, I was trying to get it so she could, uh, she could hear you. I have it on the headphone. She's going to chime in because she, she's right. brilliant as well. She, absolutely, and uh, and a coach, another or another great coach. Yep, transformation. Um, we, we surround ourselves and guys uh, and everybody that's listening in, you know, one of the greatest things, one is surround yourself within your industry, submerge yourself in your industry and surround yourself with your with the people that are doing what you do to help sharpen your axe. And then two, surround yourself with all great people and and especially multiple coaches, because in this day and age, there's we're pat in this information age that where we're inundated by knowledge and yet fewer and fewer people actually know how to apply it and that is the the uh just dichotomy of our world right now we have more knowledge than ever and less and less people applying it into their life effectively and yeah. that's why coaching has become a thing is that we are able to, as coaches, able to take the information, discern all the massive information out there and say, this is the nugget, this is the piece that you need and bring it to your doorstep and then help you apply it into your life. And that is the value. And it's so funny because we're, we are surrounded by more information than ever. And yet, to, to actually bring it to the doorstep and to apply it, to know what to use, when to use it and how to use it is, uh, is the magic of what we do. Yeah. Yeah. We're drowning in information, searching for wisdom. Uh, cause it's just, it, it's so saturated. There's so much. And, and not only it's because of the technology and, and marketing and so forth, it's, it's not even like it, we could just go out and find it. It's being pushed to us. Right. Like you can't it, you can't turn on your your phone or whatever and not have some some sponsored ad or some person, you know, basically sharing why they're the best at whatever they're doing. And, and that's all fine and dandy. It's just that there's also that illusion that we're getting information when we're not We're we're getting sound bites. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where you need that relationship with someone to help sort through that. And to go, okay, yeah, I know, yeah, the nice shiny object and all that, and here's here's where your focus will be best served, and here's how we're going to get you the results you're looking for, not the, it's like it's like we're kids, you know, we're not we're kids, we're all kids, but like the 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 child wants the 
you know, the snack rather than the actual dinner, right? Because the green beans don't taste as good, but, you know, the the candy tastes really good, but it's not going to get them healthier. It's not going to get them stronger. It's not going to get them smarter. And sometimes, to Chris's point earlier, sometimes it's the coach that is like, no, nah, you, you, sorry, there's no way around it. You got to have the green beans. I'm just, just saying that that's what we've got to have right now. You can go find those those shiny objects and and go down that path, but it's not going to be ultimately fulfilling. It'll be feel good short term and detrimental long term. Yeah, or we just program them from young, like I did with my kids. They they thought fruit was the op obvious dessert after dinner. Yep. Yeah, like oh, can we have dessert? That meant they got an apple, and <laughs> they, and they, they didn't know any better when they were yep. young. We programmed them. On programming yeah. for kids, Paul, that was funny because um, because Kat, uh, when, when I talked to her and she was like, I grew up in a house with a coach and speaker. I thought that that's what life was regularly like, uh, right? So when she was talking about what inspired her to get into business on her own, it was so funny. But I'm like, I guess that would happen, right? So that, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and it's it's so fascinating because when I got into the into this business, my um, kids like Katarina uh, she was five, six, you know, when I started in this, so they've been submersed in this. And it's one of the things that I think helps with all, all people when we submerse ourselves with surrounded by people that are, that are striving to be their best, that are striving to teach and be a part of that, that their ultimate potential. Uh, and understanding all aspects of that kind of living, man, it, it's definitely contagious. And so for my kids, they they grew up that way. And for all of us with our communities that we're in, man, it, I know what it does for me personally when I'm surrounded by the, the you guys and we're hanging out together. We're spending a lot of time together and what it can do, what it does for me internally and my energy and my passion and everything else. So, yeah. It uh, it all works. the 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 concepts and we, and we got sidetracked, but the concepts of the names of consultant and mentor and coach and uh, all these components and and like we were saying, it we are a piece of we tend to do all those pieces when we're coaching, or at least we do. Um, the people that are on this call, uh, however, not everyone does. They go in their lane. And so a coach is more of an advisor versus and traditionally versus a consultant that'll get more in the weeds uh, uh, and with their books or their team and working in their business uh, more specifically than on their business. Um, but for me, it's it's I enjoy doing the dance of being able to to advise them from a 50,000 foot view, a 10,000 foot view and from, from a, a ground view and work with them at all those different levels. For me, it creates that excitement and that, that energy that I love. But uh, for all of us to find that lane as a coach and be specific with when you engage as a client, when you engage and hire a coach, what is it that your expectations are? What is it that you're looking for? And if you guys have any comments around um, 
how uh, how most people should engage into that relationship when they get started. Well, it, have have clarity as to what it is you're looking to accomplish, uh, because the coach will help you get some of the clarity for you, but you really want to know kind of what's your, your outcome? What do you want to experience? Uh, and one of the things that I also do is I, I will send a questionnaire and ask them how they want to be coached, right? Do they, what's their style? Do they want someone to be hard, hold them accountable, or do they want someone to brainstorm with? Do they want someone that is, and then from there, that's a benchmark but also give a rating as to, you know, where are you at right now in these different areas of your life? How will you know there's been an improvement? What are the KPIs that you have in store? And it's, it's having some clarity around that because, you know, as a coach, as a mentor, whatever, we can only help like, uh, only help them go so far. And then if we're getting mixed signals, then we could be helping them go down a path that is more about what we want them for, what we want for them rather than what's it best for them. So it's really a, uh, <laughs> it's, it's really a, um, a function of mutual clarity. Yeah. And as Robin says, sometimes they, they walk in and they don't have the clarity and coaching can help right. them give them that. Yeah, there's right. no right or wrong, but it's it's what are you going into? You're going into the coaching because you wanted the clarity. Right. You're right. clear. You wanted clarity. And, and it's so interesting, that expectation level, to walk into the relationship knowing what you're looking to get out of it. I also asked them one of the, almost the counter to what you were saying, what's the best way that you really like to be coached? Some people don't know what they like. They know for sure what they don't like. So I asked them, what would be the thing that would absolutely shut you down? What type of approach would that look like? And so then at least you know what never to do with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I have, I have that too, of course. Yeah, because yeah. you want to have both sides, the carrot and the stick. There you go. Um, so any other comments? We, we're definitely uh, talking. Um, <laughs> is Doug... All right, I have to share this just for just for fun. That's my that's that's one of my speaking buddies. That's that's one of the social ninjas there, J Man. He's a perfect J Man. Uh, yeah, is Doug a stunt double for Iron Man? Uh, yes, especially with those glasses. Especially with those glasses. Right. They're not. They're just regular. They're not Iron Man glasses. Oh, <laughs> J He's like he's like Doug looks like Tony Stark. I was like, it, well, he said he's like Tony as, Stark. Uh, I was like, which one? They both kind of look like Tony Stark. Yeah, perfect, <laughs> perfect. So, for for if, if we were advising people uh, about hiring a coach, about getting into uh, um, that kind of relationship, what were some piece of advice that you would give them as we uh, close this out? I'd say you start start having conversations about it, and um, you know, first first, like Doug said, be understand what result you want to achieve. Um, and having a why you want to do it really helps. And um, when in, in talking to a coach, I like someone that asks questions and listens. Um, and that's because uh, to me, the kind of coach that says, this is what we do. This is how it works. This is how we get results. And our methodology works. This, that, and the other thing works. I think it's a kind of a malleable thing. It needs to be, uh, you know, like what happens in your conversation with each person? How do you feel when you leave it? 
Um, are they inspiring you to take actions towards your result? And um, a lot of it is feel. Um, it's, it's how do you feel with the person? And you, you might you might love someone as a coach that's good for you that's not great for someone else. And I think that's um, that's important for both the coach to know and the potential uh, client, right? Just see how it feels. Have those conversations. Feel it out. Yeah, agreed. It's it definitely it's a a conversation of is this person do you get a sense of this person genuinely is going to be listening and and helping guide the the outcome as opposed to you know like okay this is this is the the cookie cutter here's what we do and then you know it's like th there's an element of that right there's only so many ways you could draw a square yet at the same time if the only thing you've got in your toolbox is a hammer everything's got to be a nail so if there isn't that opportunity to be flexible to really understand who you are where you're going why you're when you could really find someone help find their why then you could help them be even more creative in getting there because the client as a client you may think it's got to be this one way yet if the coach truly understands who you are and your why and what's going on behind it you may find that you'll find an even better way to get your ultimate goal that it's you know having i want a lot of money okay why Right. So we could help you make a lot of money, but like we could maybe get some of the other things while you're making more money. We could get those other needs met and you'll make even more money faster because you'll be enjoying the process as you're doing it and find that you're actually fulfilled. Right. Yeah. With uh, hiring a coach, I would say one is and I advise this with personal assistance as well. By the time you know you are thinking about possibly getting a personal assistant, it's already too late. You've already been losing money by not having one. And kind of the same thing, as soon as you start realizing, oh, you know what? What's this coaching thing about? Maybe I should hire a coach. You're already behind eight ball, meaning take action now and move into it quickly. This will be one of many. And once you're in the game, in the game and once you get, what a coach can do for you, for your life and your business, you will tend to have one by your side for the rest of your life. And, and that is so powerful to recognize that once you're, you recognize what it'll do, you'll never want it not in your life. And that tends to be what I see over and over again. The challenge is that people hesitate to get into it in the first place. And even what uh, Robin's saying here, she's intimidated by having a coach and what it meant and simple conversation about what coaching really means is it makes a huge difference. That it's not about someone just telling you what to do. This is your life. You get to decide. It's about having someone in your corner. corner. And I, I talked about it being like a board of advisors for your life, that, that a coach is there to to guide, advise, bring expertise into the game while it's still you and you get to make a decision. You get to choose. You get to decide. It's still your life. This is just your board of advisors to, to bring, bring an extra piece to the table so that you're making the best decisions possible. Any last minute comments? Hmm. No, not that I could think of. 
Take action, everyone. Absolutely engaged. Love talking to you guys. Uh, this has been phenomenal. And and just us getting together and talking and spending a little time together about what we do uh, is such a pleasure. Thank you so much for being here, Doug and Chris. And uh, for everyone out there, come participate in the Maverick community. Both Doug and Chris are here on a regular basis. They also have their own um, aspects of the world that they that they help out all around the world. So pay attention, play, contact all of us, uh, be a part of this, and real pleasure, guys. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you, Paul. As we close out today thank you so much for being here this was a live broadcast and this also was a segment of mavericks do a different podcast where we do different things creating different thoughts different words different actions to create different results you want more in your life you want more in your world you want more in your business come hang out in the maverick universe Continue to listen to Mavericks Do It Different podcast. Share this podcast to whoever you think might want it and everybody else in your community and your world because our focus is to create a better world for us all. Till next time, everyone. Take care now. Thanks for being here today. As we close out this episode, which inspired you to be even more of a Maverick, be sure to leave us a five-star review and share this episode with a friend. As our gift to you, be sure to go to themaverickuniverse.com where you can download your free copy of the Maverick Manifesto. Until next time, dare to be different. Dare to be a Maverick.